In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear sisters, dear faithful, on this feast day especially, I'm prompted to think of an expression that comes from a holy Benedictine abbot in France who was fond of saying with a smile, La tradition, c'est la jeunesse de Dieu. It is best translated into English, although it cannot be perfectly translated because it flows so wonderfully in the French language. But it is best rendered, tradition is the youthfulness of God. Truly, tradition is God in his youth. And that is how we see him And it is how we see Almighty God, especially as we celebrate this ancient and venerable feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This feast is so ancient that we do not know when it was first instituted. All that we do know is that to find it being celebrated solemnly throughout the Christian world, both in East and West, we have to look very far back before any terrible and sinful splits began to occur between the Church of the East and the Church of the West, if we look back to the Great Age of Fathers and its culmination, that is, if we look back to the 7th century, we find both East and West in great celebration today in what in some way they both referred to as the mother of all feast days. Of course, they do not mean it was the greatest possible feast on the calendar or that it was the oldest. But then somehow, when they look past all of the great feasts instituted by the apostles themselves for the great events in the life of our Lord, Easter and Pentecost, his nativity, his appearance among the nations, and so on, if they look past the age of martyrs, finally, Considering that long age of saints, which then began after the age of martyrs, this feast, this feast of the nativity, seems from the earliest days to reign supreme. It is a powerful testament, although we do not often consider it well enough, to the universal belief among the earliest Christians in the sinlessness of Mary. That is why the later institution of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception would pass so easily and naturally, although I should say supernaturally. And it's because from the earliest times everyone understood that when Mary came into this world, she showed her beautiful face as one already redeemed by the merits of Jesus Christ. To be sure, no father of the Church ever contradicted the testament of the Holy Scriptures themselves, who record the words of Mary, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. By all means, the Son to whom she would one day give birth was indeed her Savior, and she needed to be redeemed like all poor banished children of Eve. However, the fact that this feast today was celebrated so early 
and the Church is testament to the fact that everyone understood that for her, redemption was applied as a sort of preserving remedy, to use that term that St. Francis de Sales would later employ. Therefore, the mystery of the Immaculate Conception was not one that could in any way construed as an innovation. The only hesitancy among St. Thomas Aquinas and other theologians was a fear that the idea of the sinlessness of Mary, which all Christians accepted, should be thrown under the cruel and arrogant scrutiny of science and become simply a debate about at which precise moment life begins in the womb. St. Thomas was fearful of this and therefore hesitated to speak very openly of the Immaculate Conception, and thus it would only be in the generations that followed that all schools would eventually embrace this doctrine of the Immaculate Conception. Nevertheless, no one took exception to the idea that Mary was already redeemed years and years before our Lord died on the cross. Thus, truly already on this ancient feast, we can declare that when the waters of original sin rushed to envelop the Holy Mother of God, the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross coming forth from the pierce of the lance transcended time and took the place of those foul waters, washing his Holy Mother in the blood of the Lamb so that she should come forth into this world holy and pure, without spot, never at any moment in her existence an enemy of God. It was, after all, this we have from the teachings of the earliest fathers, only fitting. For we all know that Mary is the second woman to come into this world without sin. The first was Eve herself. Certainly Eve was created without sin and constituted in grace from the beginning of her life here in this world. It was only afterwards that she fell into sin. And if she who was the mother of all the living was given this grace to come into this world without sin, how much more should she, who is the mother of all who live in Christ, be brought into this world without any stain of iniquity? Truly, this can be called then the mother of all feast days, the mother of all saints' days, for we rejoice today in a life that now shows its face in the world. Already, she was living a life of pure holiness in the womb of her mother, Anne. But now, this whole holy and fair mother, this mother of holy hope, comes into the world and shines before us as an example to all the saints, which is why the Church proclaims today, today is the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whose holy and pure life is an illumination to all of the churches. Holy Mother of God, born this day as the first fruits of our redemption, pray for us that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen.